you on it though. Blog Talk Radio. I need. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the Hot Block Commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What up? What's good? War Room family, you are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers, like we always do. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin in the building. Sports are back, albeit not at a full capacity, but let's enjoy what we have for as long as we have it. So sit back, relax. Let's talk some sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, 323-410-0012. Before we get started, like we always do, before we before we chop it up, ish, got to remind you guys to make sure that during the week we're live on the air, you can check out on our own network, our own website, warroomsports.com. You can also do that on TuneIn, Blog Talk, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, man. Just just look for the War Room or War Room Sports Podcast Network. Or if you like some of the you know the individual shows on our network, after further review uh, with the Mayor, the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, John Appetit with the Burtons. Uh, on the Couch with the Wilsons is back. If you love TV and movies, I got to check that out. Uh, uh, Tissue in the Tape, Hip Hop Show, whatever you're looking for, it's out there. So check us out. What up, bros? What's the deal, man? What's up, Aki? How you? I'm I'm in pain, man. I mean, you, you cool? I got cool after the walk. I got one of our old time injuries, man. I done rolled my ankle. But but the thing is, at this age, when we roll our ankles, we're not even playing sports when we do it. So I, I feel like a, a, a eggplant head <laughs> because I can't walk up and down stairs correctly anymore. So it's been a rough yeah, well, 24 hours, that, man. Chase hitting with that wop wop. <laughs> he wish. <laughs> he wish. But what's good with you, man? How's the week going? Man, listen, man, just, just, you know, trying to stay COVID-free, man. So these days, man, 2020, just, just oh. making it from show to show is like an accomplishment these days. Uh, the world is nuts. Yo, you know? shout out to Chase. <laughs> I keep telling you, that boy wish. <laughs> he wish. I mean, one day it's going to happen because I'm going to go out there one time too many, you know, with the young boy as he comes up, but he ain't ready to chop Yo. me yet. In the words of in the words of Jimon's trainers, baller man. Just go ahead and get the ball. Nah, go ahead and get the man. Just get the man. Don't worry about it. All right. No doubt. No doubt. So uh let's get into this, man, because actually, you know, even though a couple a few of the professional leagues are back, there's still not a great 
amount of stuff to talk about. Um, a little bit of stuff happening in the bubble, a couple of injuries, um, a sale of a sports league. So we're going to get into it all right now. Uh, hot Topics brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. Sports are back like we just been talking about, at least for now. So it's time. You can make a lot of money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, yo, I don't know what you're waiting for because we've been screaming this for like the last 20 weeks while sports were dead. So you can make some bread while there's bread to be made. Lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports by joining the war room. Thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You guys are tired of getting excuses when it's time to collect on your bets. We urge you to give my bookie a try. Might be a little bit of a different world. You win, they pay fast, no hassle. All right. They even have in-game live betting. They're no longer the only ones who do that, but uh, you can place wages after the game starts. That used to be like a novelty when we read this. Join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. There is nothing else to it. All right, so real quick in the NFL, man. The NFL, um, you know, people <laughs> in the league and fans and everybody running around still acting like there's going to be a, an NFL season, man. Um, COVID has hit close to home, as close to home as it can hit for a football fan because, you know, not to sound insensitive, I don't really give a damn about these dudes, but this is <laughs> something serious. Um Philadelphia Eagles coach Doug Peterson has tested positive for COVID-19. So, you know, I guess he's... No! Dougie P! Dougie P! And, you know... Dougie prediction. Dougie, he's a little bit on the older side. He's not like an old head coach or anything, but, you know, as far as the at-risk groups for this whole thing, the people who need to be a little bit more careful and, and, and diligent with their treatment of the whole thing. I guess he falls into that category, age. but yeah, yeah, men of a certain age. So I hope, you know, Dougie is well. Um, I haven't heard or read whether it's one of those asymptomatic positives or if he's actually gone through something. I'm leaning, you know, I'm assuming that it's one of the asymptomatic joints because, you know, he's still supposed to be, in a virtual manner, you know, lording over his team. Uh, This is given an opportunity to somebody we always bring up when coaching and coaching vacancies and coaching interviews and black interviews in the NFL come up. Do stale in black interviews. (laughs) Running back coach and and quote-unquote assistant head coach, (laughs) F-O-H, has been tabbed to run the overall team operation in person while Dougie P is sidelined. Um, do y'all think this is something that can, you know, look good on Deuce's resume for when the off season oh, comes course. again and we're arguing about the Rooney rule and who's going to interview who? Does this look good for him? Oh, it looks good, but you can't have no head coach in the NFL with neck tattoos, man. They got neck tattoos. You ain't getting no job. Yes. Ain't for a minute there, I was about to say, okay, B, all right. I like falling for Ogie dope, but but you you bought it no, down. No. Like, of course, it looks good. No, I'm like everything Deuce has done and all the stuff that people and fans say, even though fans have no clue what Deuce really is as a coach. They just like Deuce, and they like that he chest bumps his players when they come off the field. Um, you know, everything has looked good so far. You know, he got his little title, and still. 
when the you know the, the off season comes around and eighty five head coaches get canned, Deuce gets his token interview with the Philadelphia Eagles um, for vacancies they're not even really trying to fill, and you know that's it. Their their requirement is done. Deuce has been used for it. He's still not the offensive coordinator. But Jim, you think you know you think this will get Deuce? at least to an offensive coordinator post somewhere in the future? Yeah. I'm just laughing at black interviews. You said when it comes to black interviews, you get some black interviews. It's a thing in the NFL, man. Black interviews. Yeah, he called it black. black interviews. Black, black, yo, black interviews. Black interviews. Black interviews matter, Yo. Black interviews, man. I don't even know, man. Deuce, Deuce, like, don't even look like he's upset about it. Like, he just looks like he's, you know, happy to have, like, life, like, health. Deuce, yeah, yo, like, Deuce just want a job Deuce during COVID, that, man. Yeah. He just want a job, man. Yo, he's, I think Deuce got, like, cool like some issues from play from playing, and he just want to make sure he's on the staff to keep health insurance, man. That's the only reason he's still out there, man, because, you know, they definitely bring him in for the hashtag black interview. So, um, Dude, more, I don't man. know, man. Clown. I'm still, I'm still trying to see if we even gonna have a season, man. And it looks like they're gonna, gonna no push season. it through regardless. But I don't yeah, know. I was just saying, they're gonna, they're gonna try. They're gonna start one. There ain't gonna be no season. They got three hundred pound bulls dying on the field. And, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know because like we, like we talked about last week, the NFL, it's impossible for them to do some kind of bubble structure. The NBA is killing it. Like this is the only model in these current times that can work without you getting people um, infected. So in the NFL, you know, you can't do that. And people, um, players are starting to worry about that. So right now we're up to 50 opt-outs as far as players saying, no, I'm not doing it this season. Um, My family is more important. I'm not trying to bring anything home to anybody. Um, And and that's like we talked about is the, is the biggest, component in all of this because you know a lot of these guys as healthy as they are they they if they get it they might fall into that whole asymptomatic thing or or be able to get over it quickly even if they do get sick but you just don't want to bring it home to your kids you don't want to bring it home to older folks in your family you don't want to bring it home to anybody and be the reason that somebody goes through something or you know tragically passes away so 50 opt-outs some of the names are starting to look important you know, are, are we going to have a football season? I don't know. No. About <laughs> I'm about to send a message know, to my fantasy see. group because people are starting to hit me up. Like, I, like, we, have no, we have no football. I ain't giving the money back when the season is canceled in week four. So, y'all sure y'all want to do this? No. No winner, no prize. <laughs> no winner, no prize. It all goes to me. Um. Yeah, man, I, I just I just can't see them controlling it. The NFL Listen. would have to adapt a, a like a they would just have to adapt the ideology of you know con- conservatives. Yo, this is just a flu. They'd be all right. Let's go play. Yo, we'll put some tussin, put some tussin and some dirt on it. But an NFL <laughs> team staff, like if you put two teams together, well, maybe not two. Three or four teams together, that's the entirety of the NBA. If you take the entirety of the NFL, that's like six or seven thousand people. 
That's like I mean, six or seven. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, the staff, the NFL staff yeah, are more staff. than basketball teams. <laughs> like, there's more people on an NFL staff than there is on a basketball team. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. even though I give the NBA props, like, what they have to do with what they have to work with, it's a much easier model because of the scale. But, you know, you still got to give them props for doing it because <laughs> these dudes done bought out Disney. Like, they walked in the club and bought out the bar. Let me get Disney. But you already <laughs> – I mean, NFL, NFL don't care about, like, you know, how they how – they, how they gonna look historically, man? Because they they're on the wrong side of pretty much every topic and every issue. That's <laughs> what I don't care. NFL is on some on some issue. Where they like, yo, we gonna see how much money we can print as fast as we can. And we just don't care about it because they're on the wrong side of everything, except getting that bread. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're on the greatest side of getting that bread. They know what it is. All right. So so um, speaking of the NBA bubble, uh, Jonathan Isaacs. From the Orlando Magic, was what he did? Did we talk about it last week, or did it happen after the show? I think it, I think it might have happened like talk a about day it? after, or maybe that weekend. night. Yeah, either way, if you guys didn't know, Jonathan Isaacs from the Orlando Magic, a black guy, um, he was the only person on the Orlando Magic who decided not to kneel with his team for the national anthem. Fine, that's that's everybody's right. You know, you do what you want to do. He was also the only person on the team who did not wear um, a Black Lives Matter shirt, T-shirt. Another thing, yeah, you do what you have to do. He definitely stood out, though, because he's standing in the middle of everybody who's kneeling with locked arms. You know, he's standing up doing his thing. He went to his press conference, and that's where the situation kind of got strange because he started talking about, God and religion and and all kinds of things that don't really mesh nor relate to what you know this whole thing is about, what the protest is about. So that's where it got weird because, like I said, you can do what you want. You don't have to wear the shirt. You don't have to do any of that, especially if you're somebody who's really putting it down on the front lines. Then everything else is symbolic. I don't think he's that guy, but you know those those type of people you definitely give a pass to. So um, he he did this for two games straight, and then the second game, he goes down with a, a season-ending knee injury, and Black Twitter went crazy. <laughs> what were y'all thoughts? Is this some kind of crazy karma for you know upsetting the ancestors? Like what happened to this dude? Well, first off. Like, I watched him speak afterwards about it, and I was completely confused. Like, it, it um, made no sense. And, I, and listen, I get it because I, I, cause kneeling, like, you shouldn't kneel before nobody. So I understand that, please. But he well, started talking he, he about it. He go home you know, and kneel before his guy that he was speaking about. Maybe that's what he's only talking about. He kneel, the only person that's you kneel for before is Zod. Outside of Zod, you don't kneel before nobody. But, um, <laughs> you need you that soundbite. Kneel before Zod. Yeah, yo, yo, Zod, Zod was giving it up when he came down here. Like, yo, kneel before Zod, man. <laughs> yo, yo, if y'all don't know what we talk about, I can't believe y'all listening to this show because, yo, most of the people listening to this show, they get they get our references because they, you know. But Zod had cats kneeling, man. Zod was throwing um the little the little plates from the um the ground at people like they was frisbees. But anyway, um, 
But he said, I'm Christian, and then started going on this tirade about, I have no idea what he was talking about. But once he said, I'm Christian, he got automatic protection from the Christian mafia across the world. Who was like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all he had to say. Everything else, they they ignored the fact that he started talking, like, you know, in in a different language, because I have no idea what he was rambling about. Um, (laughs) But it's interesting how the universe works itself out, man. Straight towards the He he thought he was sounding intelligent because he was using, you know, medium words. (laughs) <laughs> he thought he was sounding intelligent, but nobody had a clue. Right, no idea what about. he was trying to communicate. <laughs> Yo, here's an interesting thing, man. When you communicate, man, sometimes it's best to talk plain English and, 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 and you know, because his communication game is trash. But it's interesting how the universe works. The very next game, you tear your leg. Um, yeah. You know, it's just crazy, yeah. man. But I don't think that you have to nail, but at the same time, you also don't have to go on a rambling about your Christian beliefs. Like, you could pretty much say yeah. I'm Christian and say anything else after that, and cats will forgive as, you. Like you can say I'm as Christian. As if protesting for your people is anti-Christian. Now, that's why, like, I don't understand yeah. what, like, how that was relative in the entire situation. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> B, you you got anything? You you did you know what he was talking about? Oh, that was I, B. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I know that uh, the public at large comes to us as though we are the three wise men, as they should. So there's a nuanced look and examination that needs to occur in this whole circumstance. And and, and I know y'all get it. Y'all really put your thinking caps on. So conservative Christian, uh, conservative Christian behavior or, or, or not behavior, but, but beliefs have sort of melded into the, the conservative white supremacist movement in this country. Now they stand diametrically opposed to the people who have co-opted the black lives matter movement. Because if you look at the leadership of black lives matter, it doesn't look like you. It doesn't look like me. It doesn't look like any of the three of us. And that's a deeper conversation. But what they stand for at the top of Black Lives Matters to a lot of quote-unquote Christians is repulsive and offensive. So you have some people in the black Christian community who are allowing themselves to be weaponized by white conservative Christians saying, look, they don't believe in what you believe in either. And it's really all about Jesus Christ. And it's all, never mind the fact that racism and white supremacy is completely opposed to what Christianity is supposed to stand for. Never mind that. Or the fact that Christianity was used as a tool and weaponized itself in the whole chattel slavery importation business in this country but that is all relevant to Jonathan Isaac because he stands with conservative Christian America which in turn for him he feels what Black Lives Matter uh, the leadership stands for is opposed to his Christian beliefs so he has allowed himself to become a pawn in in that world and in that war because the other thing that has to be brought to note is a lot of, I will assume, a lot of white people went out and bought his jersey, and over the last few yeah. games, his jersey yeah. became the number one 
best-selling jersey wow. in uh, in America, and I that's based on the fact who pre- who's perceived yeah. to disrespect black people. That's crazy. And, and so Yo, it's, it's, we, it's, this is a this is a great this is a great conversation. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shut up because I'm gunning, but this is a great conversation because throughout the course of the last few months, even going in years, we've been able to see really what I believe cooning is defined as, and I don't think that Jonathan Isaac was necessarily cooning up until the point where he got in front of the microphone. But what 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 happens is white folks are able to weaponize black people against other black people because we're not clear and concise and articulate in our communication of what we truly believe and stand for, so we end up with situations like this. So basically um, what you're saying in relation to this is Terry Crews is going to be able to, you know, command $20, 25000000 million a movie from here on out and hold blockbusters. In the, in the oh, yes. Yeah, they love him. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. Terry Crews should just spoke up when that dude touched his coochie. Then he wouldn't have it. Anyway, listen, though. Um, it, 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 what's interesting to me is how his jersey became, like, you know, a symbol to, to those folks. Um, the same way, like I was, I was riding down the street earlier, and I saw like a little mural near Temple University with like you know Black Lives Matter John, and it had like a football. It was like a painting, but it was like a football player with the, the number seven jersey on. Like Boy's jersey has literally become like a um, a symbol of like rebellion, and I just think it's interesting to see like athletes and their jerseys have like a deeper meaning because you know. Um, Captain Nick Bailey was good at football, not mine. But the point is, his jersey <laughs> means something else at this point. Um, right. And I wonder, if, I wonder how this whole thing is going to play out with Bull. Did the injury just derail all that? Now the injury is like, yo, let's get you out of here real quick. Yeah. Nah, that but, is crazy. You know, you know what? The point you know that what's crazy? Anybody, anybody who is used as that weapon that B. Austin was talking about, you know, against their own people. They become, you know, like Trump likes to say, you know, that's my African-American over there. Look at my African-American. Like, they become, like, the favorite. You, like, you could be the most ignorant dude in the world, and they could have expressed that verbally the day before. But if you say something that they know that black people don't like, now all of a sudden you're their favorite black person that they've ever seen. Even hey, though the man. day before, nothing you said mattered because, you know, you were an inarticulate piece of crap. Black person, like listen, man. With that being said, he's proof. He's proof that um that you know we all we all are different. We have different thoughts. Um, you know, despite what Joe Biden might tell you. Yeah, (laughs) that's y'all, man. Joe Biden can just keep disrespecting you. Yo, Joe Biden really can keep disrespecting us. He probably gets slapped by mamas. And I've actually seen people say Joe Biden can slap my mama, and he still got my vote in November. This is why he says the things he says. This is why America is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I really get I really your African I, passports and move to Africa. Because yeah. these dudes, these Bull niggas got, here is lost. I think Bull got dementia, yo. Yeah, he, he's saying like, stuff like that you shouldn't say, but he either got dementia or he's got the Trump disease. Like, there's a certain yo, he, he, faction he, of people he where I can had, say whatever the hell I want to say, and they're not going to care. Yo, he literally has Trump begging him for a debate because I think Trump knows that the boy got dementia, so he's going to try to, like, you know, trap him up. He's not even a debate boy. He's not even a debate boy, but he's begging for one. And being not smart enough. So if he's begging you, 
he think he can 3 0 you. Yeah, there's definitely something wrong. Yo, um, my man got dementia, and they about to give him the launch. <laughs> they try to give him the launch codes, and he got dementia. <laughs> America trash, man. And we're going to go right along with it. Um, shout out to Skyview in the chat room. He said, Karma is a female dog, talking about Jonathan Isaacs. Um, yeah, pretty much, man. Like, he, he made the news. Nah, for that I don't. Then, I don't. I don't like to. I don't want to rock. I don't want to rock with that. Just, just really quickly because I know a lot of black people are coming down on him, but because he doesn't speak English, he speaks Derrick Rose. I really need for him to really, really have a platform and the opportunity to decipher and articulate nah, what he means. He, he really, that he, whole Black really Lives Matter thing. He really mm-hmm. doesn't speak. He doesn't speak Derrick Rose though. Like he was very articulate in saying nothing. Like you know, Derrick uh, Rose, you can't even understand what he's saying. But dude, yo, you know, he 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 said yeah. a bunch of dude can speak. Stuff. He just was saying, yo, he was just rambling. Like Derrick Rose yeah, speaks GD. He don't speak it. English. He speaks GD. Yeah. But this boy <laughs> can speak English. He just. He just wasn't like, saying nothing. He was just like rambling. In a very articulate like, way, he said, pit bulls wear Ed Jordan. In a very articulate Pretty way. Much. Hey, like, I don't know what the hell he was talking about, but, you know, he, he don't speak Derek. <laughs> um, besides, you know, I ain't going to put him in that box, but it just... Yeah, Derek I Rose mean, doesn't speak Derek. He spoke to him for a good amount of minutes, and he thought what he was doing was killing it, and apparently... If you know, if white people kind of think if they can just decipher a little bit that ooh, black people aren't gonna like what he just said, then they think he's a genius. So I mean, he, he got his Derek, point across. Derek Rose, did he get it to the right person? Yeah, Derek Rose speaks El Rukin. He doesn't speak the English language, so it's my like, man it's said El Rukin. Yo, but I'm Derek I'm Rose. I'm careful. I'm I'm careful because again. The, the words Black Lives Matter in and of themselves are very powerful and very important. But that yeah. whole movement doesn't yo, represent think about what, what it is. Think about, think about what you just yo, said. <laughs> like, I yo, think, just that phrase carries that kind yeah. of power. Like, why? Like, that should be, that's, why, like, yeah. that's a baseline. Should, See, but yeah, that's, but the, be, that's yeah. what I always try to, you know, you know, try to distinguish when I'm having these conversations. Like, I, I think the the group the movement and I'm not you know I'm not here like disowning them like a lot of people do but I'm also not saying like yeah I'm a part of that group and everything they say I agree with because like we always tell people on this show like there's probably nobody on earth that I agree with or you guys agree with 100% of the time you can say some stuff that's cool that I agree with and you can say some other stuff that I'm like FOH so I, I really think that especially the people who's trying to fight against it, they're so pressed to make that phrase. I, I mean, I guess the, the group has kind of taken over the phrase, so it's hard for idiots to decipher between people who are actually saying to you that Black Lives Matter or people who are actually card-carrying members of this group. Because you can say to certain people, shout out to Dave Byers, you, you know, Really, you don't even have to say it. Like he just comes on, like, "What is Black Lives Matter done? Tell me what they are." Like you didn't even have to say to him, like, "Yo, dude, Black Lives Matter." <laughs> but they don't try to make the, you know, they don't try to 
differentiate between the actual phrase and the actual group. And and I think there is a very big difference. You know what I mean? There's a there's a yeah. the group the group is much more at this point fighting for I, I feel they're fighting for Dwayne Wade's child's right to do what it does than they are fighting for actual the root cause of where this all started. Yeah. I mean, either way, you go to their website. They have a whole mission statement and, you know, everything that they're about. And, you know, if you're a free thinker, I don't think you're going to go there and agree with every little point that they make. But it's kind of like at this point, at least to the people who are fighting against the whole concept of Black Lives Mattering, they've taken over the phrase and the phrase means them. You like in, in certain circles you can't say Black Lives Matter without them going into that's a terrorist group. I don't know nothing about what you're talking about in the group. I'm telling you that my life and these people around me that you see that look like me that their lives matter. I ain't talking about right, that. right, <laughs> right. So, but you know, willful ignorance. We talk about that all the time as well. Um, so shout out to the willfully ignorant. All right, uh, more news in the NBA. Another knee injury. Um, I don't know if this one came as, as karma or not, but hey, Ben Simmons doesn't have a message on it, message on the back of his jersey, so maybe it was. But Ben Simmons has a supplication of the left patella. Basically, he has a slightly dislocated kneecap. They say he's day to day. He's indefinite, but you know he could be day to day. He had a clean MRI. Um, but remember, this restart regular season is only eight games. They're already three games in. So, you know, can he make it back by the playoffs? And what do you think – what do you guys think the Sixers' chances are? Because I think both of you mentioned them last week as a potential dark, dark horse in this whole bubble league. But what do you think their chances are if Ben Simmons has to sit it out for the rest of this campaign? Zero point zero 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 seven. <laughs> to seven. <laughs> what about you, Jim? Yeah. I give him a little bit more shot, more of a shot than B. Austin. I mean, I don't know, man, because I, ah, that's tough, man. Because he, I don't. He's, he's one of those. I don't know, man. That's tough. He's. I'll 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 say it from my point of view. He's one of. Those players, I mean, we know because his name always comes up in, you know, the flawed category. He is a flawed player who, whose impact is sometimes immeasurable. Like, people can say what they yeah. want about his individual game. There's people in the league who have skills upon skills upon skills but make no goddamn impact. Like, you ain't heard Devin Booker's name and the word impact until they won three games in a bubble that they shouldn't even have been invited to. So Devin Booker got skills with the best of them and ain't yet to make an impact. Ben Simmons, which is crazy. I didn't even know this nor believe this when I heard it. Had to go look it up for myself. He counts more towards Sixers win shares than Joel Embiid, right? Because Joel Embiid always hurt. And, that, you know, but when he does come back, he probably has, he has to play limited minutes. Simmons is one of the top ten players in the league in minutes. He's one of the best defenders in the league. He's in the league in steals. He's fifth in the league in assists. Like, dude, you know, as much as people talk about jump shots and not wanting to shoot one and all that kind of stuff, 
his impact is crazy. I don't think they have a chance in the world without him. No. At the at the one, at the four, wherever they place him or wherever they don't. Because first of all, no. the Sixers are back to looking flawed anyway. They're two and one in the bubble. Um and even the two games they won wasn't really impressive. Like I really think with the talent they got, they should have smacked the Spurs. Um, you know, that game they barely, you know, came back to win it with a with an unlikely three-pointer by Shake Milton, who looked shook Milton against the Indiana Pacers earlier in the week. So, um, yeah, Yo, I'm, I'm zero. I'm going to say, I'm say zero, this. Zero, zero, zero point seven. I'm just zero. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say this on the uh, on the eye test. On the eye test. On the eye test tip, listen, Ben Simmons is one of the few human beings walking the earth that can attempt to and at times successfully guard Giannis Antetokounmpo. That alone, that alone is hugely like, who else we got that can match up with this? Joel has actually played the best defense against him. Um, yeah, but I, I get it. Say. He I can be. Ben does. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he, I mean, he, he can be ball. effective, but you're not going to stop the dude either way. Because first of all, he's stronger yeah. than Ben. Um, Anto DeCupo is one of those guys too. Like his game is flawed. He's not the most skilled player in the world. And look at his impact on the game. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. Like people can say what they want, man, but. That's that's a that's a big loss. That's a big loss. Because they look shaky right now if we're even getting out of the second round. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if it ended now, they would have to play Boston in the first round. Like, I don't look at Boston as the team that they were, you know, a couple years ago, the years past. But um, the way the Sixers are playing and the way they've played all season, it wouldn't have been a cakewalk, whether, you know, whether they did win. Um Toronto still looking strong out there, uh, and of course Milwaukee. yeah, that's the one. That's the one that's shocking to me. Like Toronto looks like they really could make a run, and I'm like, yeah. yo, Toronto, Toronto crazy. Like, we not scared of none of y'all. Y'all can say what y'all want. Um, yeah, we not scared. We they not scared. I tell you that. Yo, I don't it, know what it's going to shoot Miami in the playoffs, but Miami with equal dollar. Miami with equal dollar, man. Like. You know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It just got it got yeah. real interesting. Miami, yeah, you're right. They're playing well. Um, your man Adebayo turned into a whole different player this season. I was waiting to see if you know after this break was it all over? Do you run out of gas? But you know he's back. He's yeah, playing I thought he was. Going. Going. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, I thought he was going to turn into a pump. Miami down pump. three Adebayo. right now with three minutes left against uh, the Bucks. So you know, they out there. Out of bio, listens to our show, and he got he got some words for Dev because I mean, you was doubting this game. Um, <laughs> yo, real quick, real quick, I just want to say we got a we got a message online. Um, Tobias says that uh, you know, Dev sound like he's trying to keep that fantasy money to start a school on his Umar Johnson, you know, tip. So <laughs> put that I didn't out get there. The money I'm, but but I gave fair warning. I gave fair warning. Y'all send it to me. Donation. Fair game. Dad said, listen, man, he appreciated Tim, but next time send in 20. <laughs> and Donation. Then, <laughs> and then I'm taking applications for wifey number three. All right. 
As a matter of fact, let's go to the to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias on the line. He's getting so desperate to get on the line that he's sending messages. What up, Tobias? <laughs> what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Dan's going to open up the Christmas Attic John Lewis School for Boys. He's a defendant. <laughs> hey, great, great, great attic grand uncle, cousin's girlfriend's brother on my father's hey. side. Hey, the Christmas Attic course to teach to take a bullet for the white man, and the John Lewis course to teach you to uh, and the John Lewis course will teach you to get ketchup poured on your head because you gotta eat in that white man's cafeteria so bad. But uh, but a couple of things here, like boy. Learn how to yeah, like y'all were talking about y'all, y'all talk about those NFL players uh, off, like opting out. A lot of those guys are guys who probably wouldn't make the team, so so they take it that quick, you know, that at, at, at least like hundred fifty grand, three hundred grand, which I think is smart, and they can go for it next year. Because you know, like rookies and bubble guys, it's gonna be tough with them this year because of no preseason. And you probably have a good point, Dev, that we gotta be concerned about Tom Brady because he's in a high risk age group too, as well. You know, he and Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And Frank mm-hmm. Gore as well. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. should be opting out. <laughs> he really yeah. should be opting out. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think the league ain't got to push. Like, they have to, like, put down strict protocols on these players. It's like, if you go lemon pepper, Louie, I get a fine. But also, like, NFL travel on the weekends, there is no clubbing because they go to the game on Friday, leave. They do a walk through all that stuff on Saturday. They play the game and they out, you know. And uh, and so you just gotta play some protocols. Cause look what happened to the Marlins. Yeah, they had the guys catch it. They quarantine. They're fine and they're back playing again. So I, I think you just have to push forward because 2021, folks still gonna catch it. What then? Yeah. We, you know, you just gotta push forward. Yeah, but you know, NFL players, NBA players, they're gonna get the vaccine first. I mean, that might not be a good thing. Because <laughs> the military is getting it first. Let's just be honest about that. Yeah, because they people they look at is more important. Um, you know, they they gonna get it. And, yeah. and like I said, I'm cool with that. You know, see what happened to them. See if anybody grow a third arm or something like that. You know, gotta, gotta see what's going yeah. on. Um, and you know, me, like, I, I, I the senator got to get into these sex workers too. Yeah, and you guys talk about like uh, throwing those injuries, like Johnson Isaac. My thing is, if he wanted to stand and not wear the t-shirt, hey, that's his business. <clears throat> I don't get mad at nobody over that. Heck, exactly. I, get, I don't really care for the Black Lives Matter organization either. I'm put, but I'm not the organization. Not the organization, because you know what else? <laughs> but the ideology. I don't think this, yeah, because I don't think that young man realized that he was going to become a symbol. For these white people, and, he has uh, to know though. After everything that's happened in the world, and the, 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 like at this point, like when you're in the NBA, NFL, you have to understand that when you say something, Jimmy, you know what I mean, I, I, that would have made sense to Jimmy, me. A couple years Jimmy, ago. I I agree with you a million percent, but I got to agree with the brother. He was definitely I not prepared for the weaponization of his Christianity. Well, being, being prepared, being prepared, and knowing it's going to happen are two different things. He may not have been prepared, but he had to know that, it, like you know, what I mean, like that that is going to be taken no. away. Like you have to. Know no, when I said prepared, I did mean no. I, I don't think he knew that was. I don't think he knew that was coming. 
He must not. He must not follow Whitlock or Clay Travis. He must not know who Kanye West is. Yo, how can you not know your NBA player that this would happen at this point? Like, you know you're going to get the question. You know what it's going to be. Like, yo, his whole team was down, and you're the only one sitting up. So, so you know, even you know, before the world turned crazy, you would have got you know even before the world turned crazy, you would have got questioned about that. You know what I think what it is? Like, a lot of those players, like, I know Isaac was still a really young player. He grew up in the AAU era, where they not just a good athlete. The white coach is going to shelter you from the black folks and make you think that, hey, I ain't black. <laughs> it's, until they find out you are black, shout out to Sterling Brown. The brother was on the Milwaukee Bucks. But when, when you when you go against the grain, you have to be ready to answer those questions and be clear and concise with it. Because what he also going to have to realize is those white people buying that jersey, if you get if you got your knee on your deck, they would have stood by also and blamed we in your system as well. And that's the thing right there. But one thing about this bubble also, I put I put it in the group chat. They thought someone must have listened to me. They hired a black chef <laughs> for the bubble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I told you last week that they were they were they were hearing you. They, you know, everybody complained and you know, they went out and and not even just that. Like I, I'm hearing that a lot of the vendors. I don't know. They got a barbershop there now. But when I saw it on Matisse Seidel's, uh his YouTube show, it, I still didn't it didn't seem like there was any black barbers in there. Um, looked hey. like it was a couple of Latino guys. But feel yeah, like who this. Knows, who when I, as a black guy who deployed and there were no black barbers. We come back from the deployment looking real raggedy because we'd rather look raggedy than a mess up our, our hairline. That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I thought about Ben Simmons right in knee injury. I think it's going two ways. I think the Sixers are done this year because of that talent. They don't have them. I think they're done. Uh, but either it's going to buy Brett Brown another season. Or they're just going to let him go and find somebody that can get through his Ben Simmons' head. Hey, you need to work on an 18-footer. I'm not even saying a three-point shot. I'm just saying a 15, 16-footer. <laughs> no, if, they, if they fail, um, and, and failing is not just not, you know, it's not just not winning a championship. Um, but they got to go farther than they did last year. They got to make some kind of extra noise. So if they fail, I don't think it, the only way it can buy Brett Brown another year is if Elton Brand has absolutely no power as GM because Elton Brand wanted to get rid of him anyway. And, you know, they've kind of already forced his hand on that. Like, all right, well, you know, we, we put this dude in, in in his seat during this whole process thing. Let's Let's give him a shot. Let's give him a legitimate chance when they have the talent to be winners. Um, and I think when he wanted to get rid of Brett Brown last year, you know, I think they gave Elton Brand that spiel. So if he goes into this year, getting that second chance from the GM, probably because his hand was forced, and they don't do anything, say they go out in the first round, Ben Simmons or not, I think I think it's, it's curtains for the homie Brett Brown. I like Brett Brown, but, you know, that, that like doesn't mean I think he's the, the greatest coach at all times. 
everybody's not meant. See, I think certain coaches are taking certain levels. He was right for that process, but now you need someone else to get them over the hump. Uh, you know, someone to get them over the hump, maximize the talent. Because I do believe that I'm not one of these guys saying Ben Simmons got to shoot threes like he's dirt. I just say a mid-range game because the dude's so great of a passer. <laughs> you know, he's got to come out. I just think that's all he, he needs. He don't need to be dirt. I'm tired of everyone saying he got to jack up threes. Hell, the guy ain't got the 15-footer down. So how you want him to shoot three? Let him get the mid-range down, get great at that. Then let's step out so he get confidence and can ma- really maximize his skill set. So that's just nah, so much untapped talent there. 2020 NBA. You got to step out. Whether you can shoot or not, you got to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. I got to touch on Zion real quick. I know the Pelicans been losing, so I'm actually waiting for the NBA to say, hey, first one to ten points, Zion plays, they make the playoffs. I'm figuring they're going to try to circumvent the rule another way. I don't know where it is. I don't know why they want Oliver Mill in the playoffs so bad. But, uh, that's a good rule, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a good rule because the Pelicans always get out the fast start. So yeah, but, Zion stayed but, at like the first six of the first six of the first ten points of the game. Yo, and yeah. now on, I'm about to call that boy Photoshop Zion because that photo that they showed us about three <laughs> weeks ago when everybody hit the uh oh button. Zion was Oliver Miller, man. He was looking like the incredible Hulk in the weight room. And I had to ask people online, like, yo, has anybody seen Zion looking like this in the bubble so far? Remember, yeah. he left the bubble for a couple of days. So he might have went home to some things. Hey, he's from South Carolina. And being from the South, you gain a couple pounds real quick when mama and grandma would say you got to finish that place. But hey, I think I think Alvin Jensen may be on the way out in a year or so. Hello? Yo, what's up? Yeah, your phone. I don't know whose phone that like is. It's not mine. Sound like your phone's fighting itself, man. <laughs> Hold on. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, that's better. Now we can. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I don't know. Hey, it, it must be Clay Travis and Whitlock trying, got his goons trying to hang up on me. But uh, <laughs> but I think Alvin Gentry may be on the way out soon uh, in a year or so because the defense is awful. <laughs> he can only do so much. But I hope he doesn't. But you know how it is the NBA. If they think your team is good, they're going to fire the coach. But I do think Zion has to make sure he keeps that weight under control because that's going to mess him up. The kid has talent. He's going to be a good player. I don't think he's going to be what everybody says he is because he doesn't even look as explosive as he did when he was at Duke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I admit, I've been all in on Ja in college. And I think that he he did all he could do that Memphis team. Cause we, let's be honest, guys. That Memphis team don't have no talent, <laughs> you know, and they still got to where they are. And, uh, yeah. And I and that kid could dunk. He's electrifying. He doesn't have that height. And I say this before I go. I was on this show and I said that I wanted my Bulls to roll the dice on Maga Porter Jr., aka Michael Porter Jr., with that back injury and all. Well, they took Wendell Carter Jr. Nice player, but guess yeah. what? He's always hurt. Michael Carter out here in the bubble, shining after his bachyotomy. So yeah, Bulls yeah, did it again. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, so, and you know what? I think this is a good opportunity for some of these young players, even like Phoenix, where some of these kids are trying to get seed and they're playing and they're getting better. And it may help them out later on. Because I'll tell you all this, the, the under eight is not a bust. <laughs> he gave you 19 to 12. You also got to understand why the Bulls didn't, though. Like, they weren't yeah. in the same position as Denver to take that kind of gamble. Denver, you know, they, yeah. they were already a playoff team. They were already a good team. They can take that kind of gamble because even now with him balling, it's easier for him to ball because he has more talent around him. He go to the Bulls, even if he gets healthy, he got to do more of the, the weight carrying, you know, along with Have you seen the clouds we drafted yeah. the past 15 years since Jordan retired? I have. I definitely have. <laughs> hey, but hindsight is always twenty twenty, man. Dude was in the midst of the Remember, this is the same organization that would not trade Danielle Marshall to move up to get Dwayne Wade. That's <laughs> <laughs> the same organization that went trade Lou out to include Lou out tank in the Kobe trade. I say Kobe. I'll worry about the rest once, later. Danielle Marshall was once the record holder for three pointers in a game. <laughs> He's a legend. Yeah. And, and you know, but but just but, but honestly though, I and one thing here, I don't let people out there don't let these MAGA guys start the NBA bubble ratings are low. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get high ratings. At a 10 a.m. Pacific time basketball game, folks, that work, people. <laughs> You're not gonna get any ratings until the evening time, and it is a good way. If you notice, they've been showing a lot of different teams as well. They showcase a lot of these different teams, where people are actually getting to learn about the Devin Booker and even T.J. Warren putting it down. Some of these mm-hmm. guys, and you I like that, that. But <laughs> but hey, but you Don't gotta take it easy, man. Roll down right, tie, man. and yes, and I will say, be awesome. A roll tie shirt for Christmas, man. Roll tie, America right. team. <laughs> we all let you. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, I'll send you. So I'll send you a Jeff Sessions T-shirt and a MAGA hat. <laughs> yeah. Yo, speaking of TJ Warren, <laughs> yo, he lit the Sixers up. <laughs> yo, he, he, yo, TJ Warren lighting everybody up. Yo, what's wrong with yo? yo? What he do before the bubble, man? He. No. Get wrong with him. He looked like the homie Tracy Lee too. I'd be calling him T. Lee. He's trying to be the bubble MVP. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, he always lights the sixes up. But, you know, 53 is a whole different level of light up. Um, of light up, yeah. Not, that's a not, different lit. That's, that's a different litty. But um, if, if Oladipo doesn't, you know, come all the way back from that knee injury, shoot, maybe even if he does, T.J. Warren is about to be the best player in that team. Um, somebody going to start paying attention to that man. All right, so yeah, again, thanks to Tobias for his call. Um, our stat of the week, same as it's been the last two weeks, the NBA reports zero positive COVID tests for a third straight week. They killing it in the bubble. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm in the bubble sometimes when I'm watching my homies, JaVel McGee and Matisse. Stable. Um, thank y'all for those shows because they're the only ones really worth watching. The rest of them are trash. Dudes don't even be editing. They just go live and that's it. Um, but uh, JaVale and, and Matisse, they they letting you in um, on everything pretty much that's going on with them and their teams in the bubble. So shout out to them again. Quote of the week. Um, I should have saved Tobias for this because he, he bought this guy up. But the quote of the week. Quote, when he walks in the huddle, it's different. This guy's got six rings, and he knows what he's doing. 
There's going to be a ton of confidence in him, not only on offense, but on defense. This is Bruce Arians, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, talking about his new toy. Um, I don't know if it's a new toy. It's definitely a used, recycled toy and uh, Tom Brady, but it's a classic toy. So, you know, I guess it's like me giving my son a transformer right now from a, a, a real transformer from the 80s. Um, it's probably trash compared to his his toys now, but it's a classic. So, um, do y'all think Yo, Arian can, is overstating? Can, 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 uh, can I give a runner-up to uh, quarter of the week? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No doubt. Yeah, d- during the um, – the Raptors in a Magic game, uh, Kyle Lowry had a, a hard foul on Aaron Gordon. So, like, you can uh, see it, like, and it, it went semi-viral. As they're getting, like, split up or, and they're walking the way to the bench, Aaron Gordon looks back and says, yo, you're a, you're a B-I-T. You know what I'm saying? Said the word. And Kyle Lowry responded, yeah, well, 836 is my room number. So yo! I think 836. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He stayed trying to – then he get somebody – then he, like, tell somebody to come to, like, yo, 22nd and North during the game earlier in the yeah, year. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you don't even live there come through 20th of Malia. Yeah. No, so he probably, you don't yo, live he, there. He's probably not even in the room, though. But he, he always <laughs> telling dudes to catch the fades. I just think it's funny. Like, yo, 836 mm-hmm. is my room number. He probably sent oh, him man. Yo, some, surge room <laughs> yo, somebody just posted a video in the group chat, too, by the way. So, I think 836 right. is my room number. is the runner-up for the uh, quarter of the week. But go ahead, though, Doug. Quarter of the week, yeah. No, I mean, like, do y'all think that Bruce Arians is, you know, he doing too much right now? Like, he, the expectations are already through the roof. So, you know, your coach come out and, and he on your pipe, too. Um, I mean, your coach is not supposed to say anything bad about you, but, you know, at the same time, you can limit your 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 Cole often to, you know, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. But dude is, he, he, he's sicing it a little bit, as they would say in the, in the DMV. He's sicing it. Um I just think people forget, man. First of all, it's not going to be a football season for one. But for two, if it is, like, people forgetting that dude is going to be 43 years old when they, when they, you know, when they well, kick this season off, man. Here, here's the thing, right? Know. So, I think there's a couple things here. Everybody I think it could, be one, he, it could be one. He knows it's not going to be a season, so he's just talking to be talking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or two. Right. What I do remember about last season is, like, the first couple weeks of the season, Tom Brady looked like the best quarterback in the league and the best player in the league by far. Oh, for, about, was, for about how long? For about four or five weeks. And then it all went to hell in a handbag. Oh, what did he do the season before? I thought he was trash from the door last Yo, No, no, because last, last season, the first game of the, uh, of the, of the season, he was balling because he was on a – National, I remember because I was, I forgot where I was. I was in a hotel room watching the John. I was like, yo, Tom Brady, the best player I've ever seen in my life. But as the season <laughs> went on, he started looking like the worst player. He went from the best to the worst player in the league. And I guess that happens with Father Time. So my point is, Tom Brady is probably fresh right now. And he's probably like, you know, you know, you know, he's been working out for a while, even when it was illegal to do so. And he got snitched on. Um, so Bruce Aaron was probably working out with the ball. Yeah, they had the Bruce helicopters out there for his yeah, they was they was snitching on him. But Bruce Arians has probably been working out with the ball and was like, yo, this boy is sharp. He probably looking like the best quarterback again. Problem oh, is, week nine or week nine. It's all good. It's all good. I, I think you got I, to I, heal I up it, for the next for the next week. Hey, every everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. At some you know, point. That's the greatest quote ever, though. Like, 
your body. So Mike didn't even realize how Mike didn't even realize how profound that was. That's like the greatest quote ever. Right, because he, being a boxer, saying it, you know, everybody just looks at it literally. You know what I mean? And he might have been saying it literally, but giving Mike a little little problem. Mike be trying to be deep sometimes, so. So I don't know, but you know, if you look at that quote in a figure that relates to everything in life, exactly, it it relates to everything. (laughs) But he's not gonna get his props for saying it because he literally punches people in the mouth for a living. So speaking of speaking of that, yo, I hope you don't. I hope Roy Jones don't die, man. Let that man live out the rest. Not worth it if he don't get creeded. I think the rules. All I'm gonna say is that's Austin, Austin, like okay. you know, fought on. Austin, Austin fought on that line to the very end, so he couldn't anymore. He fought on the Roy Jones line until my man pulled up. Until Roy Jones pulled up and shouted him more to have a rumble. B. Austin was fighting on it, you know, fighting on that line. Yo, he, he still care for him. Like, why wouldn't you want to see him? Yo, like, <laughs> like this fight is trash if nobody does. Like, I mean, come on, man. I've seen Mike Tyson hit people and their lives were never the same again. Yeah. Yeah. Happens. Happens. When he... <laughs> what are you guys doing? This is supposed to be an exhibition. You understand? An exhibition. <laughs> That's what they're going to be screaming at Mike because he's going to snap. Like, I really hate what they've done with the rules to that. Because, you know, they, they take it like, because they're going to have both of these dudes talking a lot of trash before the fight and then you know they're not even allowed to really hit each other for real, for real. I, I, I just see Mike snapping at some point and somebody's going to have to, you know, run in and scream that when Roy's on the ropes half dead. So, um, shout out to them. I don't even know how we got on that topic, but look, everybody got a plan <laughs> until you get hit in the every mouth, so Every single person. Um, yeah, but... You know. Done. <laughs> All right, so um, let's talk about Jim. What happened this week while everybody was on that good grind? Yes, sir. And while you were on the grind, it's brought to you by Sports the Book. The bottom line is the greatest sports book ever written. You can get it at sportsthebook.com or at our hub of warroomsports.com. But this past week, man, um, and Tobias also brought this up. Tobias is coming through, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. like laying out all the topics. Uh, well, it's about the NBA hiring a black chef, uh, you know, from Detroit for the bubble. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to, you know, make sure they put a little diverse cuisine in there by getting the brother to, you know, cook in a bubble. You so, know, it's I mean, crazy, though, because, you know, I was one of the people when, when they were in the bubble for the first couple of days and everybody went on social media and they were complaining about everything. You know, I was kind of like, you know, Come on, y'all! Y'all kind of look like some, you know, some spoiled brats right now, because nobody's out here protecting us the way that they're protecting you. You're getting food delivered straight to your room every day, especially at that time. Because remember, at that time, they were still quarantined in their room, and none of them even sat there to think for a second that, you know, maybe the food right now is of this quality. You know, they're serving it to us in the containers that they're serving it to us in because they have to be delivered to the room. Because even before they hired this guy, you know, we saw some of the videos from the people that we named earlier, and the food 
seemed to be much better once they actually got out of their rooms that could co-mingle with each other than it was in the room. And even in the room, you know, some other people with other perspectives were like, yeah, the food is cool. I think a lot of people are complaining just because, you know, you're getting uh, a boneless chicken breast in, uh, <laughs> in a styrofoam container or whatever the hell they were serving it in. And, you know, people just aren't used to that anymore. They, they got money. They're a little bit more bougie now. Yeah. But, um, they all good, good now. Like they all good buy now. Set. Like if they want to do something to make some change, then, you know, give some of these spots to make some of that bubble money to people. People of yeah. color. <laughs> they all good now. They out the hood now. See, the thing about it is, a lot of them dudes, man. You got to understand when you when you come from living the life they live, where they can pretty much eat whatever they want on a daily basis, and you know, and also like the game has changed too, where some of those dudes are like um, investing in their body, so they eat mm-hmm. like strict, you know, a strict regimen and certain things that that was like a a mind f for lack of a better term when they got there and had to eat like regular folk. But, um, uh, JaVale, yeah. his stuff's still trash because he, he be eating them little uh, brown bag vegan meals. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I'm not not I'm not going I'm not knocking you vegans out there, but like, why does everything have to be the equivalent to something? Like, this is uh, cauliflower steak. Like, no, that's not steak. That's a that's cauliflower, and you put it in a bag. And I think it's disrespectful. <laughs> Yeah, like like everything then has to be an equivalent. I mean, I think, and we talk about this at home a lot. My wife says she thinks that they kind of do that because those are their like recruiting tools to try to move you over by making something look like everything else. And then I actually see people taste the stuff like, oh yeah, this tastes just like such and such. And then I taste them like, yo, why are you lying? Like <laughs> this doesn't taste I mean, like a steak. It tastes like vegetables you, from the dirt. Like. I don't, I don't, I don't Yo, really get it. Until you get one of them, uh, until you get one of them burgers from Burger King, cause that thing, man. Listen, man, <laughs> get, get an Impossible <laughs> Burger and tell me that don't taste like a Yamini. That thing is like a wild. That's next level. Oh my yeah, god, that's a whole different story. you know, if I when I'm at Burger King, I can just grab that and still get the feeling of eating a Whopper without, you know, all the health implications. That's cool. Yeah, here's the crazy but part though. The thing about the Impossible you, Burgers, and they do taste just like regular meat, like but they're not healthy. They're probably worse for you than regular meat because there's so much stuff in it. it. It has to be man-made. Yo, if it tastes yo, like a burger, because like, we don't have vegetables that yo, taste like burgers. What it is is a, a pile of sodium. But anyway, um, <laughs> but but the thing about it is, I think that I think it's not just the recruiting tools. I think it's also like as humans, we just do that. Like that's what we do. It's like you see a movie and it's good. Somebody say, "What it?" It reminds you of. And, and shout out to our brother Phil because you know Phil is a, a king cap up when it comes to comparing movies and shows. But that's what, that's what we do with everything, yo. We do that with everything. Everything has to be like, king a, a version of a version of Cap or King. Seriously, if somebody one more time serve me jackfruit with barbecue sauce on it and tell me it's, it tastes like pulled pork, I'm gonna slap the shit out. You don't know what kind of pulled pork they have too, man. Like, yo, everybody don't get good eats, though. That's another thing too. Oh man, yeah. If this, if this tastes good to you, then I don't know what you were eating before. But before we move on to the next topic, definitely want to, you know, we gotta say say the brother's name. Um, he is Chef. Uh, uh, I just had his name here. Now I, I don't have it. Um, I know Sean Loving, Chef Sean Loving. 
Um, he's the department chair of Schoolcraft College's Culinary Arts Program. So, you know, he got a call from Sean Ford in the NBA. Well, actually, he got a call from the guy, Sean Ford, who operates USA Basketball. Um, the reason he was free to come to the bubble and do some work, he said he's serving like 120 to 140 meals per day for all these NBA guys. But the only reason he's free now is because the Olympics were postponed. He was actually supposed to go over with uh, Team USA Basketball and be their personal chef um, throughout the Olympics. That's some more spoiled stuff. But, um, yeah, so now he's free to, to serve these guys in the bubble. So shout out to Chef Sean Loving from Detroit. <laughs> Do your thing, homie. Yeah, man. Shout out to him, man. And a shout to the uh, spoiled NBA players for you know getting the private shot dope, but um, <laughs> the Broncos because you know we still gonna act like football is happening. Their players are required to wash through sanitizing spray as they <laughs> as they walk to the practice field. Yeah, did y'all see? Did you see this video? Yeah, yeah, yeah man, um, stupid. So yeah, these dudes come out of the facilities in a single foul line and they walk through. Basically, you know, what looks like an x-ray machine, but it's spritzing something out of the top. It's supposed to be non-toxic, and it's, it's supposed to be killing... They're getting Agent Orange. They're getting Agent Orange. Right. Like, did y'all do any research on this before y'all just let these people spray you with some... some... <laughs> it, it just looks funny, man. I know everybody's pulling out all the stops to at least appear to be safe in this time of... COVID-19, unprecedented times for people of our generation, but some of this stuff, is, it just looks crazy, and it's um taking it, it's, it's just taking it too far. Um, I've already seen healthcare professionals come out and say that this nano-crystalline mist won't really prevent COVID-19, but well, hey, the Broncos got to do something to look like, you know, they're doing something so they can be, so there can be a season, right? So, <laughs> shout yeah. out to their efforts, man. Yeah, looks absolutely. If you haven't seen this, yo. go on social media and look for it. Just, you can see your favorite Bronco yo. players walking through the mist. <laughs> Here's a story for you. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Pauls, uh, Danny Garcia in Redbird Capital, uh, who's owned by Hank Rollison. I'm joking. I ain't trying to get Hank, you know, you know, ordered or nothing, but it's a joke. Um, they put together $15 million and they bought the XFL, right? Um, how's the XFL going for only $15 million? Like, LeBron made right. that just in the bubble already. It, it fell off that quick. Um, yeah. It's crazy and, and, it's, and they a lot of you out there, season. if you don't know about the story, it's not the Danny Garcia that you're thinking about. It's not the boxer um, from Philly. Um, this is a woman. So, I, you know, it's only one N in her name, so I don't even know if it's pronounced Danny or Danny, but yeah. Uh, they put together 15 because um, remember the league entered chapter 11 in April so they might just be like yo man give me 15 so we can pay off these bills and you know we call it a day is, is this life imitating art because I mean this is a whole league but remember I don't know if you finished Ballers yeah, I, forgot. I don't spoiler, know where I met on bowlers. I was about to say spoiler alert, so I, I'll I'll leave it to I'll, I'll keep it to myself in case y'all watch. But I, but I know I know that he like bought a I know he bought an agency at one point. I was watching he was buying an agency. I'm not sure about yeah. a, 
Was he buying it, a it went, Yeah, bought an eight. It went farther than that in the last season. So I'll wait. Okay. We'll talk about it some other. Oh no, no, no. Matter of fact, I did he 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 tried to buy into a franchise, an NFL team, right? Yeah. I mean he was failing, but okay. I mean if you want me to tell you, I'll tell you. <laughs> no, no, but I get your point though. Let's just leave it up. Okay. Because I'm probably gonna I'm, I'm gonna go watch that. Yeah. That's a great show. I put it in my top ten when uh shout out to um On the Couch with the Wilsons, uh who was a part of the War Room Sports Podcast Network. When the Wilsons um, on their last episode, they were asking people to name their top ten uh, TV shows of all time, any genre, uh, that they would have with them if they could, if they were stranded somewhere. I mean, the conversation stemmed from us being in the house on quarantine, but it stranded always turns into if you were on a, a desert island somewhere and you could only do this. So it turned into like a whole island thing. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily, at least for me, I didn't interpret it as your the, the greatest 10 shows of all time. I, I looked at it as, you know, rewatch value because some of the greatest shows, I'm not trying to sit and watch them again, but there's a lot of shows. You, that put, ballers would, up, you put ballers up there, though? I, 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 would, watch ballers. There. I would watch ballers over and over again. I'm always partial to shows like that that do their best in a thick way to show you the inside of the sports world. So I, I can watch that okay. anytime, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, would, I, I, would, see, I would take the ball. And from what I've seen the balls, it was pretty good, but I watched the game just because I like the ratchetness added to it, you know. And that's probably said something about me, but anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I definitely had more about me in this show. Some of the greatest things I've ever watched. Shout like, I'm going to take it to the island. Shout like, to it was David good. Though. And I only want to watch it one time. So some stuff has that effect on you. But, yeah, shout out to them for buying the XFL. So they, they, they claim they want to play in 2021. They said there's going to be a season in 2021. So I wonder if, you know, them buying it. I know they're going to put their own spin and twist on it, but are they going to try to keep what Vince McMahon started to put out there this season because it was closer to – Normal football than the first iteration of the XFL, where it was more like a clown show. Um, yeah, so maybe they're gonna try to compete. I don't know, dog. We'll see, man. Maybe Cap will get a run. Yo, that first, um, that first joint was like rock and jock football. <laughs> yeah, I'm on front though. The first one, the first one was legendary was because of he hate me. It wasn't terrible. It was me. entertaining. He hate me, man. He hate me as a legend. Because why he named, why he ain't say they he boy said he <laughs> he, said, he, he must have been going at one coach from his career that cut him and messed his career up. His pronoun had him in the XFL. <laughs> this yeah. college coach must have anyway, told him his attitude is trash. Don't pick him up. He hate me. Those are the stories from this past week that happened <laughs> while you were on the Grizz Naive. Yo, Dad, tell us uh, what happened on this date in sports history. Out of here. Let me check these phone lines. Make sure anybody trying to get in all late, the last minute um, before we do this. Yeah, I don't see nobody. All right. So look, uh, this date in sports history is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality, results-driven websites have incredibly affordable prices. And yes, 
financing options are available. So go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that War Room Sports sent you. You can go check warroomsports.com because our website was designed, developed by the folks over at Digital Extreme Technology. So check it out. Um, this date in sports history, uh, another one that hits close to home. Wasn't alive. None of us were alive. But on this date, August 6, 1963, Philadelphia's NBA franchise changes its name from the Nationals to the 76ers. Of course, that's based on the U.S. Declaration of Independence, which was uh, signed in Philadelphia in the year 1776. So salute to the 76ers, salute to our hometown, Philadelphia. Um, F everybody who signed the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And we out of here, Jim. Let's go. Word. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> and shout out to uh, Hamilton the play because the play was still fire, um, despite everything they just said. But uh, it's definitely time to get out of here, man. This is a big fire Thank ass you, line. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's that. Yo, it's definitely a lie, yo, because there's no way that um, my man Burr was on the street telling chicks, like, yo, you look like your dad got money. Anyway, um, thank you, <laughs> brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody, man, um, who, who tunes into us, who hits us up on social media, who listens to the show live or in a podcast. Shout out to everybody. Um, listen, tune in, tune in next week live right here on demand. We catch up everything that's going on in the world of sports, whatever that is. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy sports while they're back, because who knows how long they'll last. Please stay safe. Try to do something to make history, and we'll see you right back here next time. Catch all of our conversations, everything we do, all of our content. Everything is at the hub of warroomsports.com. Also, pick up my book, Sports to Book, at sportstobook.com, or also at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on time.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. <laughs>